Join us for the Living the Life broadcast on our series, Understanding the Goodness of God with Dr. Chooks Ugohe. Good evening. Welcome to Understanding the Goodness of God broadcast. Uh, it's Living the Life broadcast. Understanding the Goodness of God is the teaching that we have been uh, for the last uh, 261 episodes. Tonight is episode 262. I am Dr. Chooks here. Uh, we have been sharing on the goodness of God makes me go for glory. Uh, tonight will be part 17. The goodness of God makes me go for glory. Let's begin. Um, we, we're going to read at Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 at verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17. It says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Uh, we're going to read also Romans chapter 8 verse 18. But before we read uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 18, it's going to come up on the screen. Before we read it, let me make a comment here. It says, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding weight of glory. That's amazing that an affliction is working for you. <laughs> an affliction is working for you. Here. See, when you understand this thing about the goodness of God, nothing is against you. Nothing. Everything is working for you. This is an affliction. You know, you know the purpose of an affliction? Uh, uh, the ultimate uh, uh, purpose of affliction is to kill you. Any kind of affliction. The ultimate purpose of it, if you stretch that affliction, push that affliction, move it to its end, it's death. Okay? So, but... So, meaning that which is supposed to kill you, instead of it killing you, is working for you. That there is a mentality that you need to have. That when you acquire that mentality and install that mentality and engage that mentality, what is meant to kill you ends up lifting you. What is meant to kill you ends up promoting you. What the devil put, you know, through at you to shame you ends up... <laughs> empowering you, ends up honoring you. Listen to me. Nothing works in your disadvantage. Nothing. If you understand the message of the goodness of God, can I tell you something? Even the, the so-called uh, um, attacks of the enemy is working for you. The delay in your life is working for you. Pastor, what did you just say? I said the delay in your life is working for you. The delay to get married, delay to have a baby, delay to have money and success, delay in, you know, um, in achieving careers, whatever, whatever is negative can be made to work for you. All you need is a certain mindset. What is that mindset? An understanding of the goodness of God. <laughs> An understanding of the goodness of God. When that understanding is installed in your thinking, and installed in your mental processes, you are able to turn around what the enemy meant for evil, you turn it around for good. So our light affliction 
is working for us because we believe, <laughs> because we believe that we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Just because you believe that the light affliction works for you a far more, a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. Exceeding an eternal weight of glory. Now the question I want to ask before I read Romans chapter 8 verse 18. What is the heaviest glory that can be invested in a human being? He's talking about a weight of glory. What is the heaviest weight of glory that can uh, be invested or can, can be carried by the human body? It is the power that raised Jesus from the dead. It's resurrection power. Resurrection power is the heaviest weight of glory. Resurrection life is the heaviest weight of glory that a person can carry. Hallelujah. So, so the, the Bible says that our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding weight of glory. That affliction is producing the manifestation of resurrection life. If you know, if you understand the goodness of God, if you have a revelation of the goodness of God, that affliction is producing the outworking of resurrection power and resurrection life in your life. So instead of crying about the light affliction, you should be rejoicing. Oh, there's a mindset that God wants to give to the church of Jesus Christ in the days that we are in. The people of God around the earth, we need to get this message. There's a mindset, there's a way of thinking, there's a way of processing, there's a way of seeing, there's a way of understanding that God wants to impart into the minds of his people. And that understanding comes by, under, by understanding his goodness. When that mindset is on, what the enemy meant for evil, whatever that is negative in your life, be it delays, oh pastor, I am 60 years old and nothing has manifested in my life, it's okay. It's a, it's a light affliction. Let me tell you something. A far more exceeding weight of glory can come out of it. Pastor, I am 65 years old. I don't have a child. Don't worry about it. It's a light affliction. There is something that you get to know and you're able to turn this thing around into a far more exceeding weight of glory. Everything is working for you. Everything is working for you. Even the things that, had, that could have frustrated you long before now, the things that were making you cry, the things that were making you weep in the middle of the night, the things that, you know, you are soaking your pillow with, with tears. Please, my sister, my brother, stop crying. The light affliction is working for you. A far more exceeding weight of glory. <laughs> this is this is crazy. <coughs> if you understand this, this is crazy. It's working for you. Now, <coughs> let's go to Romans chapter 8. When you understand this, can you understand how the devil becomes stupid and useless in your life? Because what the devil meant for evil, because of what you know, because of how you know, <laughs> what the devil means for evil turns around for your good. So the devil goes to hell, fashions the most wicked, the most uh, 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 brutal, the most cruel uh, 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 
attack on your person, on your finances, on your marriage, what, on your health, whatever represents affliction. The first thing is that because of what you know about the goodness of God, your mind squeezes that affliction down. It becomes light. Your, your understanding squeezes it down, minimizes its power. What was overwhelming you is no longer overwhelming you because it's light. Do you know, you know, what a man calls a mountain depends on his size. What a man calls a mountain depends on what? His size. So, so it may look like you are carrying the weight of the world. Don't worry. The problem is your size. When, when you understand the goodness of God and see it from the perspective of God, I am telling you, you grow. That thing becomes light. That thing becomes light. You know, you know I watch weightlifters sometimes. These guys who, who lift weight. You know, professional weightlifters. is a sport. And, and people can lift up to 500 kg. People can lift 600 kg. People can lift 700. That's a lot of weight. And people can lift it. So imagine somebody who is so used to lifting 700 kg. Give him 70 kg. It's nothing. 70 kg is light for him. He'll just jack it like this and just throw it up. <laughs> so, 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 so it's a light affliction because of who you know you are. Hey. It becomes light because of who you know you are. When you know your God, you are strong. Those that know their God become strong and they do exploits. So when you know your God, you become one with your God. The strength of your God comes into your life and the affliction becomes light. So, so certain things he has thrown the best shots. Certain things he has thrown the worst at you. And then you pick it up with a finger. You just, with a nail, just pick it up because it's light to you. Because of who you have become, you will know your God. I declare you will know your God and you will become strong. The Bible says if, if your strength fail you in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So, so the problem is not the adversity. The problem is your strength. And your strength is small because you don't know God. But let's, let's read this. Let's read this. Uh, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. There's a glory that's going to be revealed in you. And I've been teaching on how to, how to facilitate the revelation of that glory. Set your mind on glory. Set your heart on glory. And you quicken the process of the revelation of glory inside of you. Set your mind on glory. <laughs> this glory that's going to be revealed in you is the goodness of God. So set your mind on the goodness of God. Paul says, whatever suffering that we have in this present time, meaning our existence in the three-dimensional world, whatever suffering we are enduring, it is nothing to be compared. It's not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. There's glory that's going to be revealed in us. So whatever it is you're facing right now, it is not worthy to be compared. You know, it's like, it's like comparing, 
the, the weight of a brick, one brick, to the weight of Jupiter. Higher. You know, you know the, the, it, it, or the weight of the sun. One, one brick, one brick. Yeah, it's not worthy to be compared. It's too, you know, the, it, it's, it, you can't. It's like take, picking up one, one grain of sand, one grain of sand on the beach, and comparing it with the weight of all the grain of sand on all the beach. It's not worthy to be compared. It's too small. It's too infinitesimal. It's too small. So, so, so whatever you're facing right now, there's an eternal weight of glory is working in you. This, this thing is, don't waste the affliction. Don't waste the pressure. Don't waste the pressure. You are wasting the pressure when you're complaining. You're wasting the pressure if you're grumbling. You're wasting the pressure if the pressure is making you depressed. If the pressure is making you lose uh, you know, your orientation, lose your joy, lose your peace. You're wasting the pressure. The only way to use that pressure well is to focus your mind on things above. Focus your mind on the promises of God. Keep confessing it with your mouth. Keep declaring it with your mouth. Keep declaring what God said. And it's going to work out for you an eternal weight of glory. An eternal weight of glory. We have said it. You have a glorious body which is eternal. And the truth about that body is that that body is available right now, reserved for you in heaven. And you can begin to press into that body and take on that body with its privileges and benefits. With its privileges and benefits. As you press in and take on that body, you will, you will begin to enjoy the blessings. So the affliction, listen, the affliction of the enemy is to cause you to be distracted. So that instead of you focusing your mind on things above, you focus your mind on the affliction. On the affliction. Jesus said in, in, in John 16.33. In John 16.33. Let's go there. Jesus said, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In me you may have peace. Can I tell you something? It doesn't matter what you're going through. There's a place that you can find peace. It doesn't matter what's happening in your world. How chaotic, how uh, rambunctious, or how, how um, 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 what's the word? hectic your circumstances may be. It may be rough. It may be tough. It may be hard on the outside. But there's a place you can have peace even now. Jesus says, in me. You may have peace. So don't tell me you don't have peace. If you don't have peace, it's because you haven't gone to where peace is. There's a place where you have peace. Jesus says, is in me. If you come into me, you will have peace. No, even though you have tribulation, you have stress, you have you know, all kinds of things happening in your world. But if you press into him, you will have peace. And he says, in the world, you will have tribulation. You will have afflictions. In the world. So there are, there are two domains here. In him and in the world. In him and in the world. If you stay in him. If you focus your thoughts in him. You will have peace. If you allow your thoughts to focus on the world. 
in the external world where there's no money, where there's no job, where there's no husband, where there's no baby, where there's no peace, where the husband has no character, where the wife is rude, where, you know, all kinds of things happening, where your boss comes from hell, where the colleagues are trained by Satan. I don't know what you are dealing with on you in your external world where you have a mother-in-law who is nothing but a devil or a father-in-law who is just a... a, 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 a a, a deviant person. I don't know what you are dealing with. But whatever you are dealing with, it's in the world. In the world, you will have tribulation. In the world, you will have, you know, difficult circumstances. But in him, there is peace. And Jesus says, this is the beautiful part. Even though the world may be, you know, harsh, uh, be cruel, may be unfair, may be unjust, may be painful, even though the world has all of those things. But Jesus says, be of good cheer, meaning rejoice. Be of good cheer. Rejoice. Put up a good attitude. Be of good cheer. Cheer up. <laughs> face, face, face the things in heaven and cheer up. Why? For I have overcome the world. Whatever it is that you are facing has already been defeated. Whatever it is that you are facing has already been defeated. Yes. Yes, Pastor, are you saying my, my mother-in-law has been... Yes, she has been defeated. <laughs> are you saying my boss from hell, he has, he has been defeated. Every stress and stress agent in your life has been defeated. Are you saying this sickness and the disease, it has been defeated. Are you saying this situation of lack and not enough, it has been defeated. It has all been defeated. Jesus says, because of it, rejoice. So, so, in other words, set your mind on the victory that I have provided for you. And you will not have to deal with the, the stress that comes by Satan throwing things at you. Set your mind on that victory. Set your mind on that victory. Come on. Receive that victory and hold on to it. Proclaim that victory every day. Proclaim that victory. That victory. You have that victory in your body. You have that victory in your mind. You have that victory in your finances, in the relationship, on your job, on that project, in the business. You have that victory with the customer, with the client. You have that victory with their situation. In that legal situation, you already have the victory. You have that victory. So it's up to you. It's up to you. Hallelujah. Set your mind on things above. Amen. So, so, so let, let's look at this scripture now in, in detail. In Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 10. Proverbs 24, verse 10. The Bible says, If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So, I want you to notice that it's an if. You don't have to faint in the day of adversity. It didn't say when you faint. It said if. So, it's conditional. Not everybody faints in the day of adversity. If you faint, meaning you don't have to faint. And what do you need to do not to faint in the day of affliction, in the day of adversity, in the day things are not working well? And when I say day, I'm not talking about a 24-hour day alone. I'm talking about a season. A season of rough patches. A season of, 
of uh, you know buffetings. What will stop you from fainting? The Bible says, those that know their God, they are strong. Those that know, their, it's the knowledge of God that gives you strength. And when you receive that strength, you will not faint. Instead of you fainting in the day of adversity, you become stronger. Instead of you fainting in the day of adversity, you become what? Stronger. So let this pressure work for you. Let this pressure produce this glory. You know, it's a mindset. It's a mindset. Instead of this pressure to make you weaker, let this pressure make you stronger. Your strength is small because you don't know God. If you know that God loves you, you know that God cares about you, you know that God is a good God. I'm not talking about head knowledge. I'm talking about heart knowledge. When you know that you will, you will hold on to God and hold on to his word and, and stay and stay in him, stay in the place of peace and, and, and control what is happening and the victory will manifest. Adversity is meant to make you better and stronger, not bitter and weaker. I don't know what the affliction is. I don't know what the adversity is. I don't know what the problem you're facing now. Maybe it's financial challenges. Maybe, you know, um, um, a delay with something that you're believing God for. A job, a, a promotion, a visa, a, a marriage, a baby, you know, healing for a loved one. I don't know what it is that you are, you know, the salvation of a loved one, the transformation of somebody who's been very naughty. I don't know what it is that you're believing for. But I want you to know that that adversity is not meant to make you weaker. It's not meant to make you bitter. It's meant to make you stronger. It's meant to make you better. If you, if you approach that adversity with the right mentality, the, the adversity catapults you to the next level. It takes you to the next level. So what the enemy meant for evil is now turning around for your good. Satan, If Satan knows that Throwing bad things at you make you become stronger. He will stop throwing them. <laughs> Satan is not stupid. If he knows that throwing bad things at you, throwing afflictions at you, make you stronger, make you better, he will stop throwing them. And, and you see, by the time that adversity makes you better and stronger, by the time you know that it does that, it, it doesn't even matter. Whatever Satan throws, it's all working for you. Whatever he gives, it's all working for you. May you receive grace to see the goodness of God in a way that helps you interpret everything that is going on for your good. Hallelujah. It's all working for your good. I'm telling you, you're a child of God. It's all working for your good. Let me explain this from another perspective. How much time do I have? Okay, I do have about eight, nine minutes. Let, let's go to James. I, I, will, I will finish this tomorrow. Let's go to James. See, see, you you got to get this revelation that James, James, James. Let's read James one twelve. He said, "Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him." There is a crown of life. When you speak of crown, you speak of royalty. You speak of authority. You speak of dominion. You speak of rulership. A crown is put on the head of a king or a queen. It, it speaks of, of rulership. You know, currently, 
Prince Charles is now King Charles because the crown now is on his head. He used to be on his mother. When his mother passed, the crown was not buried with the mother. The crown transferred to Prince, to Prince Charles, making him a king. So we now have a king in England, not a queen anymore. Hallelujah. Because of the crown. Now there's a crown of life. There's a crown of life that God gives to those who love him. But this crown comes upon you when you have endured temptation. When you have outlasted that adversity. So this temptation, whatever the temptation is, whether it's a temptation to sin, a temptation to give up, a temptation to bow down, is all working for you. Do you want the crown of life or you don't want it? A crown of life gives you authority over life. Hear me. The crown of life gives you authority over life. It gives you authority to control life, to call life out on, on your terms, to have life and, at your terms. And, and that's the definition of, of dominion. I, I, you know, I define dominion as having life at your terms. Having life at your terms. So the crown of life is, is given to you to have life at your terms. But he said, blessed is the man who endures temptation. So when the devil is throwing temptation at you, don't see it as a bad thing. <laughs> don't see it as a bad thing. It's a good thing if you, if you have the right mindset. Can't you see that after Jesus' temptation, Jesus returned to the city in the power of the Holy Spirit. So that temptation worked for him. That temptation produced a powerful ministry. And the Bible says his fame spread. So, so the temptation... He, the devil meant it for evil. God turned it around for Jesus' lifting and for the launching of his ministry. The same thing. This temptation. Temptation to give in. Temptation to bow out. No, don't give in. Let me tell you why you are giving in. You haven't understood that you were raised with Christ from the dead. That you partake in the greatest victory that has been wrought on the planet. The greatest victory that has been wrought in this universe is Jesus rising from the dead. And you are a partaker of that victory. You are a partaker. You are a partaker of that victory. Say it. I'm a partaker of that victory. I'm an intrinsic partaker of that victory. The Bible says you were raised with him. Colossians chapter 3. You were raised with him. You were raised with him. So when you are raised with him, you are raised to life. You are raised to life. So, so uh, this affliction that is supposed to kill you, because that's the ultimate end of the affliction, is to kill you. You can't die again. The Bible says, he that has died does not die again. Didn't you read it in your Bible? He that has died cannot die again. So, so, so what, 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 what is it? In, 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 let me show you. Let me show you. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. Look at this. Look at this. He says, For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You died already. Amen. That's a very powerful truth. You died already. And you who's dead before cannot die again. Look, 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 look at Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. These truths are all in the Bible, but we don't see them and apply them and hold on to them. Look at it. Romans chapter 6. 
verse 7. For he who has died has been freed from sin. You have died. Both spiritually and physically. You have died. Accept what the word of God said. Because when he said for you have died, he did not start differentiating your, 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 your entirety as spirit, soul, and body. He didn't break you up into parts. He said you have died. You have died. Somebody said I have died. I have died. I have died already. I am not going to die again. The Bible says, uh, where am I reading? Yes, verse 7. He who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. We died with him, so we are living with him. Is Christ dead now? No. Christ is alive now, so we are living with him. He's alive, seated at the right hand of God. Scripture says we too, we are seated together with him at the right hand of God. So we are alive. Yes, we are alive. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Knowing that Chooks, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. If I do not die anymore, and light affliction or affliction is supposed to bring me dead, and I do not die anymore, <laughs> and I understand that, and that's my mindset, then affliction begins to work for me. Affliction begins to work for me. That's why the Bible says it works for you a far more weight of, a far more exceeding weight of glory. It's working for you because it was supposed to kill you, but you're already dead. So it can't kill you again. So what, what, what's left? It has to turn around and start working for you. This thing is working for you. It's all about how you are seeing it. How are you seeing the pain in your body? How are you seeing the pain in your marriage? How are you seeing the pain in your finances? How are you seeing the pain at work, in your career? How are you seeing the pain in your life? How are you seeing it? The moment you see it the way God wants you to see it, that thing begins to work for you. That's why, number two, that thing takes on a temporary a posture. It becomes for a moment. It becomes for a moment. Your perspective shortens its lifespan. Ay, 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 ay. Your, your perspective on it shortens its lifespan. That it becomes for a moment. So it's not going to last forever. I'm telling you now, it's how you see it that, that, that you know, determines how long it's going to last. When you see it working for you, guess what? Satan does not want anything to work for you. This affliction comes from Satan. Understand it. This affliction comes from Satan. Now, if this affliction is now working for you, an exceeding weight of glory, what do you think Satan is going to do to it? He is going to put it off. Because he is not winning. He is, his purpose was to use it to kill you, to frustrate you, to bring you down. But instead of it to bring you down, he's taking you up. What do you think Satan is going to do? He's going to turn it off. That's why when your perspective comes right, the affliction begins to work for you. And the more it works for you, Satan realizes this thing is making this person better. He will go and turn it off. He will go and turn off the affliction. He will lift off his hands, off you. I'm telling you, this thing is so powerful. This revelation is so powerful. Get your perspective right. This thing is working for me. Hallelujah. This light affliction is working for me. An eternal weight of glory. 
It's an eternal weight of glory. Glory is being revealed in me. Do you think Satan wants to see glory revealed in you? He doesn't want to see it. So he will turn off the affliction. Because the affliction is producing the opposite result of what he wanted it to produce. He wanted it to kill you. He wanted it to depress you. He wanted it to put you down. But because of what you know about the goodness of God, you've taken this affliction. You worked it around. Now the affliction is working for your good. The affliction is working for you. An eternal weight of glory is working for you. So Satan has no choice but to go and turn it off because he doesn't want anything to work for you. He doesn't want to do you good. But unfortunately, what you know in God is too late. Satan, bring it on. Bring it on. You give me poison, it becomes vitamins. <laughs> you give me poison, it becomes protein. You give me stress, it becomes a lifting. You, give, you throw, you throw a stumbling block at me, it becomes stepping stones. Whatever you do turns around for my good. You, you, you meant it for evil. My God turns it around for my good because I believe in his goodness. I, I believe in his goodness. May this affliction work for you an eternal weight of glory. May you harvest the weight of glory. May you harvest the weight of good things that, that could come out of this affliction. Change the way you're looking at the affliction. It's working for you. God bless you. Let me wrap it up here. I will finish this thought tomorrow. Good night. I'll see you. Please share this, the, the, the link. Tell somebody about what God is doing and teaching in this broadcast. The revelation that is coming. You, you do your, your relatives. You do your colleagues. You do the people around you a lot of disservice. If you're the only one hearing these things and not encouraging them to listen and to benefit. And they are facing afflictions and you are not giving them this so that they learn how to manage affliction, how to turn affliction around to produce power and produce good in your life. Let God use you. Good night. God bless you. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.